Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, hello. Nice to be with you again then. This is Helena Steiner Hornstein with Our Wondrous World. Isn't this a wondrous world? <laughs> I have to laugh at times because sometimes we forget it. I forget it when we see all these things that are going on. But it is a wondrous world. So full of all these wonders. And as you notice, I am positive. I'm usually positive. But sometimes, as you have also noticed, I'm very, you know, not quite critical, but I'm observing and make observations, which is a little bit of a different thing. And that is when I speak out a little bit more And I hope you don't mind, because I speak my mind all three minutes, like someone used to say. So um, I speak out, and I never never know quite in the show what I'm going to burst out. I know what I'm going to say, but I don't know those little spontaneous moments of inspiration that come up. So you're out there, and it's nice to be with you all these Saturdays. And as you notice, I'm now getting a little bit more regular on air. And I hope I can make that. It depends on the schedules, of course. And you have been very, very understanding about so many things. So if you want to get in touch with me, look at my website, Finding Your Inner Light, Body, Soul, Connection. Finding Your Inner Light. It's a new site. And my sites are protected and we are not going to be hacked again like we have been in the past by so-called dark forces out there. So we are now together on these shows. And uh, if you want to email me, write to Dr. Helena Info, D-R Helena Info, short for information, at yahoo.com or activeail at gmail.com. Activeail is A-C-T-I-D for Victor, A-L for love, and E. A-C-T-I-D-A-L-E at gmail.com. Unfortunately, with emails, sometimes they get lost. So if you don't get an answer from me, send another email. It doesn't hurt, you know. And send to both addresses. And it happens quite often that I get it at one address but not the other, even if I've been told afterwards that you have sent to both. So now we're going to talk about, about ways to break away from the past. When I looked at that title, I was thinking, but you know, that's not quite right. The past is not necessarily something that is bad. It can be, it usually is, because it stops you in the now. But the past is something that has taught us an awful lot. Our families, you know, school, our birth, all that. It wasn't bad. It was just the past. So I think we should look at the past as something 
that can give us something, like a kind of a spiritual capital, if you want to say it that way. My past is actually my capital. That's what I think about myself. I've had an awful lot of experience. And many say, God, you have had more experience than anyone else I know. And I think, yeah, probably. Because I have always been open to life. I have been moving around. I haven't stayed in one place. And people also said, oh, you had always had all those many projects at the same time. And I agree, I had many projects at the same time. And of course, when you have many of anything, it's very hard to focus on one. But if you don't know what project is the one you like the best, pursue them all for a while, and then automatically you will see, now this is the project that I want to pursue, or that you simply have to pursue because there is no other way somehow. So begin to look at your past as something that is experience that would turn you into a better person, or it's meant to turn you into a better person. If it's there as a burden to you, and that is what I'm talking about, your past should not be a burden. You should somehow turn that past into something positive. And sometimes, you know, I think about the past, and I'm embarrassed, <laughs> and I'm sure you are too, and you think, oh, luckily those people are not there anymore, or they're not in this country, or they are, you know, dead, or they are just not around anymore. And then we should look at, oh, this, is, was a, this was a very, very good experience. Well, it wasn't good at the time, but I learned so much from the experience. So begin to look at your past that you felt was a burden and start to even make a list. You know, I come back to this a lot. Make a list. And on that list, you start to write down all the good things that came out of this experience. Like you had a bad marriage. And it's not that unusual. I think so many people, or maybe most of us, have had a bad marriage to look back to. And they say, oh, thank goodness I'm not that anymore. But look at it. It started like you were in love. And start on the positive. Now what went wrong? And what did you learn from that? Don't care about the other person you left. That's just the past. Now, now care about yourself. What did you learn? There must have been some positive little grains in this relationship taught you something. I can just hear someone saying, oh, no, everything was bad. I said, no. Even if it was bad, there was something that you were taught in that. Maybe what you didn't know at the time, but that you have heard now is, is how you react to your problems. So that is not like a number one thing. How did you react then? And how do you react today 
to that problem that was in the past? Are you allowing that problem of the past to take over your life today? This is the big question. And this is what we call, oh, the past is taking over your life too much. What is it doing to your life today? Is it stopping you in your life today? And I would like to tell you a little story. And I have stories, and usually they involve my my clients. It's not that they even recognize themselves because I changed so many things about them. You know, I changed names and I changed captures and I changed situations on the whole. But here I have this absolutely wonderful woman and in another country. For me, it's always in another country because I work with so many countries. And she used to come to several of my workshops. When I was in that city, I gave different workshops. And she came to each one. And she was always sitting up front and she looked like beautiful, young, maybe in her late 20s. Well, that's young for me. <laughs> you know, when and at that age, you start to form who you really are. And she looked slender, you know, beautiful hairdo and well-dressed and everything. And she sat there and looked so open and happy. And she did the meditations and she, she took notes. And she also came to me privately for sessions. Her problem was she had gone through cancer had several bouts with that cancer. I don't even like to say that word anymore because people see that as a sickness. And of course, they're told by everyone, oh, you're sick, or you have a sickness. You're seriously sick. You know, I'm seriously sick. I'm seeing, looking at these things, at conditions, at situations. So if you can change that big C to big condition instead, and conditions are, you know, we overcome conditions without medication sometimes. So anyway, she sat there and she came and she said, she said to me the first time, you know, I had cancer and uh, I got all the treatments, all the horrible treatments, and I was fine for a while. And now it's back. And I said, well, you seem so young. And how come you have had this serious condition? And tell me when it started. And she said, start about a year after we broke up. And I said, we who? She said, I was with, my, with, with, with this man in my office. It's a big office and, and we had this had similar positions, both of us. And we fell in love and we started date and then we decided we were going to get married and we we're going to, to, to buy a home together. And they bought this they looked around for this new home and they were going to settle down and she was going to have children and everything was beautiful, you know. And suddenly in all this he tells her no, I don't want to marry anymore. I want to be free. And she just fell, like she said, like in a deep, deep hole. And a few days later, she found out he had, the last few weeks, he had been 
dating some other woman in the same office. And she now, she says, I fell into a depression. I could hardly live my life anymore. And she was really down, down, down. And allowed this to take over her life. And then I said, did you stay in the same position? Did you stay in the same work office? You know, why did you do that? I said, I wasn't going to give away my position and my good, you know, work or my good job because of her, you know. No, she decided to stay on. So she got cancer and she got the treatment and she got well and it came back very quickly again. So now I said, okay, I can work with you very easily. So this treatment would seem much easier for you. And this is true. And she told me she went for the treatment. She came to me and she said, my goodness, everyone else who does the same treatment is so tired and they look like horrible and they have blisters and their skin and everything else. And she said, I'm like normal. I don't notice that I have treatment. And that's because of our light sessions. And that's true too. So she got well again. And everything was fine and doing. After a year, it came back again. And I said, you know, there's no way you can stay at that office and continue to see your boy, former boyfriend, your former fiancé with his new partner and you know they live together now. That is what's making you sick. And she said, well, I'm still not going to leave, leave because this is my job and my, I worked for this. I said, well, it's like stepping into shower and I try to keep you dry and you keep on in the shower again and again. And of course you get wet. And this is what it was. Each time she was living her day and working, she saw this guy with the other woman and it hurt her in her soul, deep, deep down. And that was the original cause why she got sick in the first place. So this is what I'm saying. You have to change certain circumstances if you want to get well. And I said, you know, I cannot help you because we have to get rid of the cause. And she said, you're so good. You have helped me all this time. You continue. Well, I'm sorry to say, it did not work. I knew it wouldn't work because, and I worked very hard. I gave her a much longer life. But eventually she passed on because she was so much in the past and she was still so hurt from the past. And that is what I'm saying with you. If you have something in your life that is really bothering you, you must change the energy of that because that energy that you pick up you put it in your body and it eats you up and she had a very painful death and I'm so sorry about all this but these are choices that we are making and in all this too she did not put herself and her well-being first it was very very hard to exclude something in your life when you had to see them and deal with them and hear them every day around you. Sometimes you just have to change scenery around you. 
And, you know, the Germans have a very good way of, they call it Tapetenwechsel, which is just, you have to change your wallpaper. <laughs> because, you know, let's think about the wallpaper in your bedroom. You, you see it every day and you're so used to it and you feel comfortable about it. But when you start to feel less comfortable about your wallpaper, you switch it. You paint over it. You know, you tear out the old one and put new wallpaper in. This is what I mean with that. So I use that word a lot, tapet and lexel, which is a, a wonderful word again. And I know I have German listeners, and I'm sure you can remember that little word. So you have to know what you are breaking away from, which means you have to know what is bothering you. Sometimes we don't know what is bothering you because it sits in your subconscious mind. And many times you can find that thing that blocks you in your subconscious mind. Well, this is what I do. I find those things and this is what I help you clear away in your sessions. So that is one way. But otherwise, when you wake up in the middle of the night and you have, you see what, you wake up with something that has bothered you and you notice, oh, it's just that. Or the first thing in the morning that hits your mind. Or it comes into you all the time when you're eating, you're walking. Oh, he and I used to walk in this park before, you know. You have to somehow replace that bothersome memory in your mind, that's where everything starts. You have to take away that memory in your mind. Then it will bleed into your body. We are powerful. And what we do many times, you know, is that we have to accept that there is a sacrifice sometimes to get well. For this young lady, it was, she had to leave this beautiful workplace and just apply for a different job somewhere else. And this was in a management position and she was, had a lot of skill, looked good and had a good, good resume. She just didn't do it. She wasn't serious about changing because was, everything was so convenient about it. But sometimes you have to sacrifice a little bit. And we have to do that. You know, about I have to mention myself because, you know, I find out things from my own experience. And I was married three times, two first times. They were killed in accidents or died, you know, and died. The third wife, I divorced because I couldn't be me. And eventually when I divorced, now the thing was, I cannot get over. Now I have to get over, you know, the good things that we had. And also I had to get over the bitterness that I felt about lots of things. Why was this not better and so on. And now I have to sit down and make a list. What did I learn from this? My list was so long from that learning experience. It was unbelievable how long it was. So if your husband or spouse has died, 
do the same thing. And now you have to forgive. Forgive your husband for leaving you so soon. I remember that was a big part of my getting over the past. And I had to forgive God for taking my husband away from you too. That was also a big thing. And I know this is something that we have like in us somewhere. And I know a woman out there that I know, and she lost a child. And I think that must be the most horrible, horrible thing to lose a small child during the years of innocence. I think that must be just horrible, awful in every way. But she had this little thing that she could not forgive God. She didn't know that. I saw that. And that was so hard for her ever to accept that because she also loved God. But why, why, why did you take my child away from me? And that is where it sits still today. And this is why we cannot accept sometimes that we live in a different reality and the past has nothing to do with that reality of today. Except for if you have learned from the past, it has made you a much, much stronger person. Yes. This is who you are. A strong person deep, deep down, way into your soul. And do not allow certain burdens to block your soul power within you. And it is an art to have an attitude of strength in times of difficulties. You know, the best way to get over the past, you know, a negative past, which usually involves someone else, is to forgive. And I can hear more many right now say, oh, I'm not going to forgive. Oh, no, she did this, she did this to me. Or she did this to me. I never, never forgive her. Well, once you have that attitude and that feeling, you know, you are blocking yourself from a lot of energies of the good coming to you. And also, you allow that other person to intrude into your energy field and give them a big, big chunk of that energy field that you are now looking at as negative. Is that what you really want to do with you? Do you really want to have that chunk of negative energy in your subconscious mind and in your heart, in your metaphysical heart? So forgiveness, how do you forgive? Oh, this is what we do in our sessions, in our workshops. You create yourself to be a source of light. You put yourself in that light and now you send light to that other person. And when you send light to that to another person and to anything, it makes you feel good. Makes makes you feel much, much better than if you're sending knives and, and forks <laughs> into someone, you know. 
which is, of course, we might all do that in the beginning, but then this is the initial thought and feeling. Now let it be and do not allow that negative feeling to haunt you and to bother you for your future because it will stop your good future. It truly will. So that is also what it means with forgiveness. You're sending love and light to your enemy. And if they are of the darkness, it will bother them an awful lot. And they will crawl back into their dark holes and that's where they're going to stay. And it takes the burden away from you. That's what I did with the hackers. You know, I have that saying, kill with kindness. You know, send love and light to those of the darkness. And do not ever allow those of the darkness and energies of the dark, if they are in your past or in your presence, do not allow them to take over your life. This is wonderful advice. Wonderful advice. Wonderful advice. So now you just don't accept the darkness anymore. Oh, my husband, he doesn't deserve that we send him in the light. I've heard this a hundred times, you know, from someone who's been so bitter about some husband who left her for someone else. And now they let that energy take over their lives. And they cannot find a new partner because of that. And I said, no, send him light. Send him love and light. So much better for you. If he cannot receive the light because he's full of darkness, well, that's his problem. But he will in the end benefit also. And if we start to do this, if we start to do it to the people in those countries, you know, where they have horrible situations, you know, and we know which ones, if it's Afghanistan, Pakistan, or whatever, you know, where people have strong powers of the negative taking over. Just allow them to be in the light. Send them light. If you are in any of those countries, put yourself in the light and send light to your, everyone around you. And this is how we will heal the world. Because the more people do that, the more people we are healing and helping. And it starts just with one. If you say, oh, I'm just one person, I cannot change the world. Well, it starts somewhere. And we have seen that. It's just like a virus. It starts with one. And love and light is an energy virus. Have you thought about that? Instead of sending energy virus of love and light what do we do we send energy virus of hopelessness of intrusion of negativity of defeat no 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 we have to look at things for what they are everything out there is energy and it's how we treat these things energy wise this is a big truth out there. And once you understand 
that we live in a universe of energies. This is big news. How you can control certain things through, and you are a power station. Your body is a power station. I'm amazed how the energy of things can actually heal things. I just ordered something called an energy plug and just to put it into my socket. And they say that it will reduce your energy, uh, your electric energy, and somehow reduce your electric bill. And I believe those things because we have been so much into a different way of thinking. And it's like... I really believe everything is possible. And I believe that scientists, you know, the advanced scientists, not those scientists who sit and look in books, but the scientists of thinking, how they can explain so many things and how they say also that, you know, to be a scientist, a good scientist, is actually to be a good spiritual activator. It's all about the energy that you produce. So now about your life and the past, begin to take a positive view and start to check on your thoughts and feelings about things because your thoughts and feelings will create a reality for you. And we know all that. So if you're sick, are you allowing the sickness to take over? Are you allowing that sickness to go away when it starts to lessen its symptoms or do you refer back to it? Start to just ignore the darkness of the past. Ignore the people who are creating darkness in your life. Look forward. Be a true communicator of love and light. It will make a difference, you know. And now one thing. Do you know that fear is such a strong energy? If you have something in your past and you fear that, that fear starts to attract that past and increase the volume of it and will kind of sit back into your presence. So look at all these valuable, very valuable pieces of information that I'm sharing with you. Now it's okay to observe certain things, but if you start to observe and dig into that observation, now it turns into criticism. And that may be negative. So if you want to do what we call positive criticism about anything, start to make it more like observations. And when you have observed something, well, you know what direction is more suitable for you in all this. So in your handling, the light. 
you need what I would call a humbleness. It means that you are allowing a power higher than your human limitation to guide you. Isn't that great to know? We have something called human limitation. And sometimes I believe that people on this planet are very low down on the scale of being in development, you know. No, we shouldn't say that because we have come so... Look at how we have advanced in the last 100 years. It's absolutely amazing. And I mean in fields of technology and looking at things. So we are very much in the kind of moment of speed forward. So now in all of this, we are human beings and we forget ourselves and we forget those feelings that pop up here and there. So you get burned out here and there. And I see that particularly with women. And I see it particularly in countries like the Scandinavian countries and particularly in Sweden. Why do women in Sweden get burned out more than women in other countries? Because women in Sweden are more advanced than women in any other country in the world. And I mean that both as a compliment and also as an observation because you have forgotten to be a woman. To be a woman is something very special. A woman has, from birth, been given more spiritual openness than male. Usually, and I don't say all men, I say usually, in the feminine energy, you have spiritual values in a different way. And we are meant to use that part of us. And I say on my home pages that women have had to live in a world of male dominance or male logic. The way male, a male thinks and reacts to things. Women are not that way. Women don't say, oh, if we have hunger in our country, let's invade another country and kill the people who live there and take what they have. This is how the male energy has reacted all along. We women have a completely different way of looking at things, at solving things. But living in this world, out of the business world, women had to act like men, think like men, and do things like men do it. Women are much, much faster in just about anything to do it. You know, women are very, very quick in looking at things because they use their intuition. And shall I say, the feminine energy. Because it's misleading if I say all women and no men. No, no, no. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying this is what we call things, the plus and the minus. So what I'm talking about, the feminine, the yin energy, that we should look at women be more using that from birth because look at little girls they play in different ways than boys do I probably had much of the male energy in me 
because I played with boys and liked playing with the boys more. And we were doing completely different things. We were exploring, you know. We were building huts, you know. We were big, building igloos in the winter. Well, the girls came to do that too, but we would like some did the initiative to all those things. So the point is we should bring in both energies in the balance, the feminine, the yang energy together with the yang energy and work in balance together on that. And the women in Sweden have been so dominated in using the male energy for themselves. It has burned them out. It has slowed them down. And they get tired sooner. Instead of doing everything the feminine way, just solve your problems intuitively and move ahead on that note. So, I see we're looking at the time, and now we are going to do our little meditation. As usual, because I have one every single time. And you close your eyes and take a deep, deep breath. And know that within you, there is a place that knows all and sees all. I will end this com- this meditation just like that. So already now I say this is Helena Steiner Hornstein sending you best greetings. And you can reach me through Dr. Helena info at yahoo.com and activate at gmail.com or at findingyourinnerlight.com and bodysoulconnection.com. I like having two websites. I've had that for years and it has sold me right because many times one website for some reason or the other wouldn't work but then the other one was always there. So now you are relaxed and you know you can relax instantly like that and you go deeper and deeper and deeper deep down into your own spiritual self yes you know who you are you are a spiritual being deep deep down within you there is a place called soul power. It shines. It is the true you right there within you. You love being in touch with that soul power of you. You feel more and more connected. And you have placed yourself far, far away out in nature and you're leaning your back on a tree and you feel so surrounded and so in a place of nature of sounds of nature you feel it and you know it I am a spiritual being 
I am light. Because that's the foundation of me. This is what it means to be created in the image of God. I am light. I shine. I feel it in me. I trust that source of power, of love and light within me. And now, I feel I'm sitting in a bubble of light and everything around me is shining like it has also been smitten by this beautiful, shiny light. I am well. I'm looking forward. I'm looking ahead. I am. I am. I am the light. And any time you feel that the past of the darkness is taking over your life, you put yourself in that ray of light and you allow those rays of light to cleanse you, to shine over you. And you brush away all dark shadows from your body, from your mind. And you feel more and more and more in tune with you, with the truth of you and the truth of you is actually I am the light. This is who you are because that's your core light. That core light always shines through everything. And we are now going to ask that core light within you to get stronger and stronger and stronger and to burn away all old burdens. You brush that away from your mind, from your body. And you feel so in harmony with you and your truth. I am a shiny light in this world. And it's like you now are willing to start a new chapter and accept you as love and light in your life in this life, in this reality, and you accept it in your mind. Yes, it's in your mind. And now, you just know that the light will take over your life and will brush away all darkness that has been as a burden for you. 
May you take a deep breath. And when I now count to seven, you ought to open your eyes again. I say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. But I say it slowly also. One, two, three. You allow the light to shine. One, two, three, four. You allow your heart to love you back. One, two, three, four, five, six. And now number seven. And this is Helena. I see you soon again. Get in touch with you. Bye-bye.